He's hitting today. So jump scare us in particular have literally been doing gratitude wrong our entire fucking lives. I mean, okay. We're going to get into sucks. it. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like jaw to the ground doing research for this episode. So that's fun. Okay. Well, now you guys know what we're talking about. Gratitude. And the holidays. Yeah. We it's figured. The most triggering time of the year. Dong. Ding. That's us. I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And. Is that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? <laughs> God, your hair looks good. Thank you. I got a cut this morning. We love Nicholas. Literally squeezed me in at 8.15 this morning. That's so sweet. I know. So sweet. Also, like, jump scare keep looking in a camera because I got lip filler a few days ago and I feel like it hasn't it definitely hasn't settled yet and my top lip is so swollen you're so lucky I'm not there because I would kiss you right on the lips oh thanks it's just so really frustrating me because oh, I feel I like I look like a little duck so just ignore it it'll look They've cute seen and me my- look like I had tissue up my nose a couple episodes ago give me so a couple days it's gonna look here. it's gonna look plush and cute okay guys anything goes yeah exactly. right now it's a little crusty messy bumpy dusty it's fine are you one of those, sorry, harsh transition. Are you one of those people that after Halloween, it's officially Christmas or do you have to wait till after Thanksgiving? Fuck Thanksgiving. Thank Does you that answer your so question? <laughs> yes, because I've always said thunk, 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 fuck, fuck Thanksgiving as well. But mine is more of a traumatizing childhood experience where the great Thanksgiving mm. of 2008, you could ask any family member of mine. I got horrific food poisoning. So I oh like didn't even want to be around Thanksgiving for a very long time. And hated the food for a very long time. So mine is kind of more selfish, but also fuck Thanksgiving. I really pretend like I have no divorce trauma. And the biggest bone of the whole divorce that I have to pick with my parents, if you don't know, my parents got divorced when I was like six or seven. My mom got remarried. My stepdad was like, I'll buy you a trampoline. I was like, great, mom, love him, marry him. (laughs) Javier, by the way, has never bought me a trampoline (laughs) to this day. Oh but that's fine. God, that's so funny. Okay. It's because my narc of a mother was like, you can't buy her that. She's going to get hurt. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I really am like, oh my God, it was so easy. Best thing that ever happened to my family. Here's the fucking tea. Thanksgiving sucks because Christmas, at least Christmas Eve was always like for my mom. Like we did something at my mom's mm. house. We do something at my mom's house. Like there were many, many years where my dad would come with my stepmom. It was very mixed blended family, modern like family. modern fam vibes. Christmas day, no one gave a fuck. Like we would just go to my dad's yeah. house and it was fine. Like we opened, we would have gifts in the morning, have breakfast with my mom. And then we'd go to my dad's and it was all fine and dandy. Cause I have a 77 year old dad who wasn't like trying to open gifts with his children. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. Thanksgiving though, there's one fucking day. Yeah. And they both want you to eat. So yeah. my mom does lunch. My dad does a dinner, but my mom refuses to wiggle room it, to like do it earlier. Cause she's like, I'm not going to serve Thanksgiving at one. You're oh, but that's what my three, family does. Right. You're going to eat yeah. at three because I have to cook all day. Yeah. If not, I'm going to be up at five o'clock in the morning. And what can I say to that? I can say, mom, yeah. let me help you. And she says, get out of the kitchen. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm eating at three. Then we're rushing out of there. Someone's offended because my sister yeah. and I have to leave. Then we go to my dad's. They, we've begged them, please eat without us. Have not yeah. because my dad has forced everyone to not eat until my sister and I get there. Ooh. Now everyone's feeling weird at yeah. us because we're late. Yeah. Even though we said we will eat, please, Waiting for the love to of God. Eat for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
so then we're there and it's a whole thing. We've eaten twice. I mean, listen, how lucky are we to have double the amount of delicious food and double the family? Amazing. Spectacular. I'm full. I'm tired and I don't want to be here yeah. is how I feel right now. Yeah. And neither of you can get it together. And I don't care that I'm 27 and she's 30. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> figure it the fuck out because I'm cranky. Yeah. As you should be. So that's how I feel about that. You have every right to be. Yeah. What about, and so Christmas you still love? Love. Yeah. How do you feel? Christmas was the most magical time of the year. My dad mm-hmm. was absolutely Santa Claus. But you remember when uh, we hung out with my brother and he even told you he believed in Santa till like 12? Yeah. Like my dad made a point Came to make magic. Me- yeah. He like, I think that's also why I'm so woo woo. Like I yeah. really believe in magic. Like I was taught to believe it, that ghosts are nice. I was taught mm-hmm. to hear leprechauns, find fairies in the grass. Like I believe in magic. So Christmas was fucking balls to the, like he put his dress shoes in the fire and made the little soot. We had the the lettuce and the carrots out for the reindeer that they would bite sideways, you know, the whole it's night. So cute, yeah. We, like it just Christmas was, and it was in our library growing up when I lived in that gorgeous, huge home. It wasn't huge. It was a lot of land, a smaller home, but we had it in the library and it's ma- like just magic. So when he dies, my mom and brother, like we don't do anything. Like we were so hurt. Like my mom couldn't even touch Christmas with a 10, po- 10 foot pole for yeah. so long, which is so fair. And then with, the help of Aaron, we got into a new routine recently where my mom would come to us and it would just be the three of us on Christmas day. It would be in pajamas and we order Chinese takeout and like watch movies. And it's super fun and delightful. And we've started to do more stuff. And I think what's fun is Aaron and I, you know, wanting to like have kids soon to do the whole yeah. nine or trying to like make it more fun again. So we're really reclaiming Christmas. We're taking back the, the Christmas night. So if anyone also has childhood trauma and needs to retake back some holidays and reframe some holidays, use me it's, as accountability, buddy. Let's do it together. It's hard. It's hard, but it's so fun to get to do things your way. Once you, yeah. once you fucking plow through the, you know, understood sadness and hard feelings and the grief and all of that, like, this is unfair yeah. thing which I'm yeah. not diminishing how difficult it is. And no, again, you have like, to I'm make not in your position. It. Like I haven't lost a parent. I have no idea what that feels like. But if we're talking just about like reframing shit, it, once you plow through that and then you make space for like, oh my God, I get to do it my way and I can create the yeah. magic my way. It's so special. Like even last year, Zoe and I weren't going to be together on Christmas. And it was the first time that I got like a real Christmas tree in my own apartment. I've gotten like little oh, fake I, ones before. We have photos in front of it. It was the best yeah. thing ever. When we it made our made... hot chocolate, we watched Elf on the couch. We did like you, me, and Maddie had our own little like gorgeous night. Yeah. And I want to do Which it even was more. Which healing this for year. all of us. Like I want to yeah. have a dinner outside with that table yeah. that I have on the balcony. Like we're going to do December in a fun fucking way. Yeah. No matter what people believe in, no matter if they celebrate it or not, it's a time for oh, gratitude. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a time for, for celebrating and coziness. Yeah. And like, I think it's the most magical time of year. It's so cozy. If these freaking winds don't kill me first, like, I I'm, know. I'm thrilled about it. What are some small favorite things? Like, I we grew up every single year without fail going to see the Nutcracker. And then in Aww. fifth grade, I was in the Nutcracker with the Moscow yeah. Ballet on point. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always, like, will listen to the Nutcracker. Or I'm obsessed because of my parents with Mannheim Steamroller, which I feel like as a 77-year-old dad, daughter. Fuck, I thought – if anyone's going to know, it's you. Sorry. 
I don't even, I'll play it for you later. It's just really funny, like 80s Christmas music, but it's like orchestra, it's like with an orchestra and like, it feels like movie Christmas music. Do you oh, know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. But my parents would have it on records and CDs and we would like, you know, December 1st, my mom's blasting it and rearranging the whole home and decorating. Love. And so I'll do that. I stole a lot of decorations last year. But mine's a lot of like sounds and activities. So either like yeah. watching the Nutcracker. Aaron and I went ice skating yeah. last year, which was really fun. Ended up being a couple days before our engagement. So now I have such fond memories of that. I want to do that again. You had a lot of – see, this is healing friendship. I didn't do a lot of – and if I did, sorry, mom, because I really don't remember. I really don't feel like I did a lot of like activities when it came to the holidays as a kid. Like, Oh, as a kid. I thought you meant last year. No, like as a kid. Like I feel like – like in the summer and stuff, like we were always in camp, but we were always doing activities and like we were very active kids in that way. And I'm so grateful for that. But like, I don't think we ever did, like, I don't really have recollections of like, I know I would go out to pick out the Christmas tree and that was like our thing and we would decorate it together. And it was like very special. Me, my mom, and my sister would always do it. And it was like our precious little thing. I know my mom had a hard time when we like decided we like weren't get like now when we come home, the, the tree's done. And that was, yeah. like, that was a drama. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, we never really did stuff. So last year, since it was kind of the first time that I like did Christmas in my own, like I decorated my apartment and whatever, even though I still went home for Christmas, we did more stuff. Like we were constantly listening to Christmas music. We were watching all like Harry Potter stuff. And like, we still, there were still things that I didn't get to do, but like, I really want to go to like a little cider mill. Where am I going to do that in California? I don't know. I'll find one. I used, I did it when I lived in New York. That was a great time. But like that, like ice skating, shit, like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I never. Okay. You're going to come to San Diego and we're going to heal your inner child because there's like a gorgeous ice skating rink literally on the beach. That's fun. That we'll all go to. There's one bar. That is the bar that Aaron and I spent our entire courtship because I used to live a block away from it nearby. That is balls to the wall for Christmas. And it's kind of insane because it always has a really long line, but we have to go anyway. Mm. There's like, there's, there's fun little things we could do around here together that we absolutely should do. There's like, so you're going to have to come down. There's like light shows at, in certain neighborhoods around here yeah. that go like crazy with their decoration. Oh, Christmas card that. lane, like the neighborhoods that you walk through. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we could do that too. We could do the whole thing. Oh, this is making me, I reframe. I'm so excited. Speaking of being grateful. Okay. So, well then let's go back to Thanksgiving as two girls that don't like Thanksgiving, but do like mental health practices. Do you want to talk a little bit about gratitude or and like how you experience gratitude or feel about gratitude before we get mm-hmm. into unpacking how we've been doing it wrong? Yeah, because can't <laughs> wait for you to tell me. Normally yeah. I'm the one saying hmm, wrong. This time it's you. Yeah. It makes me feel better. Yeah, that's um, true. yeah, gratitude is something that's really important to me, and I know that that sounds very no shit Sherlock. Hallmark, because like yeah. for the like yes, thank you. You fucking Hallmark idiot. Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, love. Right? I love a bad Christmas movie. I know. Keep going. Sorry. Anyway. So, Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> Yesterday we were talking about, Zoe and I were talking about how my consciousness and like most women's consciousness is like diffused uh-huh. across a bunch of different areas. And we like, love this. I was trying to explain the process of like getting up from the table to be like, oh, I have to go pee. And the process of walking to the bathroom and the 400 uh-huh. things I do before I go pee. And it's because, all equal weight. Like the socks on the ground and the ditches over there and the email you have. Like every single thing is equally yelling at us all at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
So uh-huh. anyway, that's what just happened. Back to the point. Yes, obviously gratitude is fucking important. You're not coming to this podcast to listen to two bitches tell you like – Groundbreaking. Two wise yeah. trees. Two wise trees just being like <laughs> – be happy. Gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. <laughs> but really, it is so important to me because as someone who's grown up around a lot of, hmm, how should I put this nicely? <laughs> put it meanly. No, the thing is, I I have a lot of dream expanders mm. that are also realists mm. in a negative way. So my my default is to dream really big and then immediately tell myself why that's impossible. Hmm. So gratitude helps me with that because not only do I feel like it conditions my brain and changes my neural pathways to automatically try and spot the good first, Mm -hmm. it helps me be more confident, especially, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about my practices later, helps me be more confident, especially when I'm thinking about remembering to have gratitude for things that I'm grateful for in myself. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people's default is to be like, my bed, my the roof over my head, the you know, like all the other external things instead of like looking inward, all are mm-hmm. important and hold equal weight in my opinion. So it helps me be more confident. It helps so that big feelings that are hard to deal with, whether it's like anger or frustration, sadness, overwhelm, whatever, all of those feel a lot easier to manage when my baseline is grateful Mm -hmm. and not to be like, you know, silver linings need to be like, I understand how annoying it is to hear like, there's a lesson in everything and look at the silver lining and no, 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 But it really is. I'm not saying you're not allowed to like, be like, this fucking sucks, period. Don't talk to me about silver Mm -hmm. linings. But when your baseline is more accustomed to seeing the silver lining, it makes shit easier. Mm-hmm. It really does. I think mm-hmm. Mel Robbins is her name that I heard Tony speak. Robbins' wife? Mm-hmm, that uh-huh. I heard speak about this. And she was saying how if you're practicing gratitude consistently, it trains your brain so that when you're scanning the world, you're now scanning for good. So as mm-hmm. your neural pathways are adjusting and mm-hmm. changing – it's spotting the good first, which yeah. I just think is a beautiful thing. I also think true. my mind is so like moldable right in the morning and right before I go to bed. So yep. for me, I say it in my head. I don't even say it out loud. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's like such a habit that like I I do it as if I'm breathing. You've every spoken single, about it before too. Yeah, yeah. Every single morning, first thing that I think in my head is thank you for another day. Mm-hmm. And then I run through some gratitude. Mm-hmm. And same thing at night. And it might look like sound different at night. I always start with like, thank you for another day. And then I like go into my own personal thing that I think is like adjustable for everybody. But mm-hmm. I think it's honestly made me just a better person all around. I feel super similarly. And everything you said is proven and grounded in the research. There's just one Yay. big switch that I'm going to turn on its head that will unpack in a little bit. <sighs> all right. I know. Um, I agree with everything you said, retweet a hundred times over in like 2016, I had a gratitude journal that I'm not going to get up and go find right now, but I've definitely shared it on my TikTok before where every morning my journaling practice was three to five things you're grateful for, uh, two to three ideas, two things out of your control, two things in your control or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I used to do that every single morning. 
It's like a five-minute um, journal on steroids. I love yeah, that. Yeah, totally, totally. And I agree with the way it primes your brain. I think it helps build resiliency. I think it helps build a lens that is looking for good rather than looking for negative, which we all know it's so much easier to go into negativity yeah. and confirmation bias. So I, it's such a beautiful primer. It helps cope with resiliency that's going to come your way more, whatever. And then I switched and do it more of your style now where I would in the morning at night kind of give thanks to things mm-hmm. for lack of a better word and kind of do that same regard. And now <laughs> now my head is like spinning because I'm like, oh God, we got it. So here's the thing. Everything you said in terms of benefits is correct. Everything we're saying in terms of habit is correct. It's just one big flip. So before we get into that, let mm-hmm. me give a little bit of research-backed information in terms of all the incredible benefits that gratitude Please. gives us. Because they really are research-backed, very large very positive and long lasting effects. And that, that also takes a very minimum amount of time. Like you could do it once a week for 60 seconds Mm. and even a small amount of participation has very large benefits. Some of those benefits include feeling happier, strengthening positive recall, deepening our resiliency to trauma, including reframing prior trauma and creating a more a greater perspective for trauma later in life, like kind of you're saying how it Mm -hmm. primes you. And it literally does that by shifting our fear and defense networks in the brain. Like they've studied this in neurochemistry. It boosts our immunity and our heart health. It calms the nervous system. It helps us make healthier choices. It makes stronger connections and better communications for our relationships. And not just the ones that you express gratitude for, but all of them in general. And one of the- right? One of the ones that I found most significant or important to my life as someone that used to have horrific anxiety that has now moved through it is it shifts your anxiety and fear circuits to become less active (gasps) and actually increases your circuits for feelings of well-being and motivation, which I thought was huge. And so, you know, there's a um, greater good science center at UC Berkeley, which is like a leading research place for social and emotional well-being. And they kind of describe gratitude as the social glue for building and nurturing all our relationships together, which I really liked because Mm, I do think it has that that kind of like ripple effect. And another thing I saw before we get into the actual practice is one psychology professor also saw gratitude in two parts. And I think you're going to have something to say about this. One is at first just waking up to the good that is around you Mm -hmm. and kind of realizing the gifts that you receive. And then the second part is recognizing that the source of this goodness is bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And some sort of like gifts from others, a higher power, the universe, or fate. And I thought like like clearly laying out those two parts, like there is good around me and it comes from a source greater than myself, again, is another example of how we fucking ground spirituality into the science of mental health. You know who talks about that in their book? Barry Michaels and Phil Stutz. That exact concept. I they don't talk remember. about gratitude in that way. Remind me because I don't mm-hmm. remember. Even they t- I, I wish I had the book in front of me because then I could actually read it because I honestly cannot remember exactly how it was said. But it does talk about gratitude in that way where it is through the lens of like there is a greater force at play here and mm. remembering gratitude and all of it. Okay. Well, that gets into the big the big flip as I like okay. to call it. Tell me. Which is funny because I, I, as I was doing my research, was making lots of, lots of notes so that I could get things right. And I, I shared my note with Gabby and I said one thing in particular. And Gabby goes, liar. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. So uh, gratitude lists aren't effective. And they're not Why? effective in the way According for all to these benefits. Who? 
like multiple pieces of research. Mm. I can, I can cite them later, but here's why. (laughs) Simply expressing gratitude isn't enough to change our neural circuitry. Okay. It's actually not about expressing and giving gratitude. It's about receiving gratitude. Can it be both? Yes, but receiving is significantly more research-backed, higher benefits. But then isn't everything we just said like null? Not null because gratitude itself does everything you're saying. And a a repeatable gratitude practice does everything you're saying. The most effective gratitude practice is not giving but receiving. Okay. So it doesn't mean we're doing it wrong. It just means we have to add something very valuable to the plate. Yeah. Or just like flip the way you're doing it. So your habit of doing it in the morning, your habit of doing it every day, your habit of doing the same routine, all of that is right. You're just flipping rather than giving it, receiving it. So let me read some of the notes. There's lots of research, but there is a couple in particular that I wrote down. One was they did a study with coworkers where they didn't know what each other was doing and they placed like a cap to track brain activity on one. And I would read you a letter of gratitude and express my gratitude for you and watch your Mm. brain and the benefits that you get receiving gratitude versus me giving it is like exponentially different. Wow. Okay. And more impactful. It's a, they called it a potent form of shifting people's neurobiology as much more positive effects than giving it. Um, Another research showed, which is very relevant for today, showed people were watching videos of other people surviving genocide and particularly with stories where someone else was integral into their survival and into their story and like a a key piece of helping save their life. And that one was really important because part of the piece of this that I think you'll so resonate with is not only in these gratitude practices is receiving important, but the aspect of story has even mm. been studied. Like the storytelling and the the um, emotional depths that come with hearing the story of it all and the impact of it all told in that way is uh, one of the key ways to build a gratitude practice that is effective. So you can't, it, it's, it's interesting because it's like, okay, receiving rather than giving, that's cool. But also like, we can't always sit around and like ask each other to give each other gratitude all the time or wait for someone to express right. their gratitude for us. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like very efficient slash mm-hmm. it has to be authentic and real okay. and intentional. And how real is that? If I'm like, Gabby, can you tell me how grateful you are for me? So I get all the benefits of gratitude today. Right, like, right, 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 right. So I when would, it comes to sure. building... I know you would, but so when it comes to building the ultimate gratitude practice, it starts with story. So like a story that really inspires you choose one, because as Gabby mentioned, repetition is really the key to kind of like reforming those neural pathways, choosing one to like repeat the repeatable aspect. It also, that repetition changes not only your neuro circuits, but also how your brain and heart interact, which I found very interesting. Um, and so the story doesn't have to be about you, but it can. So you can either pick a time in which you did something for someone and they were extremely grateful and express that gratitude for you and how it felt, or you can find a story that you like. It does. It's not the same as manifestation where you have to see yourself in the story. It just has to be the one that like really speaks to your heart and soul in which someone helps someone else and they express very deep gratitude. So that could be different for everyone. Pick one that resonates with you most. Make the note on your phone. Call it gratitude practice. Make Jot down a couple quick notes mm-hmm. of what it is. You don't have to go through the whole story every single time. As long as you've heard it once, 
from start to finish, then you can just kind of remind yourself of the key elements that are important to you. And that's, that's what you're going to replace it with. So instead of like giving thanks for the universe every single morning, I want you to still do it when you wake up because you have access to that subconscious, still do it in a repeatable format, but pick one and practice that one over and over again. And it could literally take 60 seconds. Like you could, you could have it stack it. So although Gabby and I like to do it when we first wake up, you could create a cue that's like every single time I walk to my car to go to work, I'm replaying in my head or every single time I'm pouring water over Mm. my coffee grounds, I'm replaying it ahead. So you can, you could kind of cue it to something and literally 60 seconds a week, you know, two to three times is a little bit better. Five minutes if you want is a little bit better, but there's monumental benefits even just from very small usage, which is a lot more to say than even something like meditation. Meditation takes effort and practice to kind of get that more. This is a lot quicker with a lot less effort. Wow. Right? Kind of a tangent. Gabby and I separately were talking about something like in a personal capacity. And I was talking about, you know, we always talk about like healing our feminine energy and leaning into our feminine more. And I was kind of sharing with you how a lot of how I do that is thinking like receiving and how like I meant to just receive gifts and receive things and blah, 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 blah. And so it's kind of interesting. I feel like we talked about that, what, two days ago? And now yeah. we're learning even in a gratitude capacity, like our, like the, I don't know, like you hear so much, like the idea of people receiving help, like people love to feel needed, but hate to ask for help, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to mental health things or like wanting to feel like a burden or this or that. It does when you think about it and like let it sink in a little bit, like it makes so much sense to me that receiving and feeling that something you did made an impact on someone else and made them grateful for you. Like I see how that could foster more benefits. It makes sense because I don't think we would let ourselves have access to that as much as we're like, well, if you were a good person, you would be grateful for X, Y, Z, which is frankly emotional manipulation. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So it does add up when it sinks in, but it blew my fucking mind. Wow. I know. I'm just lost. lost You're buffering. I'm literally buffering. I'm literally buffering. Huh. I don't know if this has anything to do with any of that because I'm still buffering, but do you remember my birthday last year where I cried at the dinner table? Yeah. And I cried at the dinner table and I remember thinking, and it lasted to this day, like that, that moment of allowing myself to, I made a whole caption about it on Instagram that even made me uncomfortable writing. Cause I was like, oh my God, people are grateful for me. But it genuinely, I had never felt so much gratitude pointed towards me mm-hmm. in one go. And mm-hmm. it overwhelmed me so much that I was like literally crying at the dinner table. Yeah. But it has stuck like that reframed. And I swear to God has changed the way that I think from mm-hmm. that fucking moment. Like since that day, feeling like, that many people were genuinely like grateful for me in their life would spend. Cause also like last year's birthday was an ask. Like we had a lot of shit going on that weekend. The way that everybody showed up for me with a smile on their face and not just with a smile on their face, but like the thoughtfulness that went into like the behaviors around it, whether it was like I showed up and Maddie had done all the flowers and the balloons and like, the wine was paid for. Like, do you know what I mean? It was, it was just a really thoughtful birthday. And I swear it like rewired my brain from that day in the way that I, I mean, see myself. Did. And by the way, in the moments, like, do you know when you go through moments in your friendships where like, you feel like you're the one reaching out more mm-hmm. and you're like, why is no one texting me? Mm-hmm. Like 
in those moments where I go through that, where like every single one of our friends is in a fucking relationship, like everyone's busy with their jobs, like everyone's busy. And so if I ever go through moments where I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm hitting this person up and they're not hitting me back, whatever, I immediately go back to thinking about that birthday and being like, they love you, they're grateful for you, they're busy. Mm. Like it's not that deep. Like you didn't do anything. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's beautiful. I could see the way it affected you just as a friend because we talked about it and you cried in our arms and you were like, where's Meadow? And I wasn't paying attention, which was the funniest thing in the world. You got to go back and listen because we definitely talked about it yeah, we did. on here at some point. Giving this kind of like science-backed context to it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's funny that we asked everyone what they're grateful for when we should have asked people to express gratitude for other people or something like that. But either way. Let's move on to it. But I do want to say, if your family's the type of family, hello, like mine, that forces you to go around the table and give thanks Same. for something, right? Same. What could be cool this year is to share this lesson with everyone and instead turn to the person to your left and express why you're grateful for them and go around the table that way and everyone at the table will get monumentally more benefits. Yeah. Might be more challenging, but it just could be a fun no, opportunity. Literally the shiver that just went down my spine. I know. Well, maybe we'll do it at our friends give it. Fuck, you're not going to be here for friends give it. Don't even want to talk about it. Stab in the heart. I know. I'm pissed about it. But no, that's you're right. You're right. Teenage Gabby just peeked through. No, we gotta be, we gotta, we gotta do that. We gotta grow a pair of fucking balls and say nice shit to our parents. I did make a playlist recently called Preteen Angst, and it mm. is really Send it to me, giving please. it to me. But our our age gap is gonna show because this is where, like, this is where we get it. Like, you didn't listen to Paramore. What the fuck are you talking about? I didn't listen to Paramore. Did you Meadow listen to thinks Paramore? I'm 15. I kind of do think you're 15. You are Can literally I just tell 15 you? in my head. I hope okay, you know that. So I'm 85 know, and you're 15. Like, what do you mean I didn't listen to Paramore? I listened to fucking Evanescence. Like, what are you talking about? Yes! Bring me to life by Evanescence. You also forget that oh I have a God. sister who's a year older than you. I so do like, forget that. Okay, the other day. That. So you know how I told you how like Zoe and I went to a too. wedding? How Zoe and I went yeah. to a wedding and we got into a literal argument because he keeps telling me I'm Gen Z. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the other day he was like, I think I need to call the couple that we were talking to and apologize on and tell them we were wrong because of what you just said. We were talking about like, do you remember that age in Hollywood? Sorry, this is a real tangent where it was like the Ryan Seacrest <laughs> effect yes. where like it was just Ryan Seacrest was at like, you know, everything was Ryan Seacrest. Everyone had that spiky little hair. Oh, God, E-news yeah. was just like on top of the world. And do you remember Joel McHale? Yeah. I hope he didn't do anything controversial. Do you remember the soup? Yes. Okay. I, so I, I wasn't a to, fan, but yeah. Okay. Well, I would watch it yeah. often and he, his jaw went to the ground when I was like, yeah, the soup. And I, he was like, oh wow. I take it all back. And I was like, I'm not fucking 12 funny. years old. You kind of are in our eyes. Like, all I did was lock myself in a room and watch Flavor of Love. Like, leave me alone. Dude, that was one of the best shows ever. Did you watch Tila Tequila's? Yeah. Dating show? Oh, yeah. God. Flavor of Love, I Love New York. Tila Tequila. Like, it yeah. was all, I'm not allowed to watch this. Lock yourself in a room and watch it with your friends. Wow, that makes me, okay, so we mm. got Maps by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Breathe Me by Sia. We got a Coco Rosie, which was like a dancer thing, so I don't know if you'll know that. I got Paramore. I got fucking Imogen Heap. Great. There, so it's kind of a mix of like high school and middle school for me, but we need to add to it. So please add. Like I did not put Evanescence Bring Me to Life on here and it needs to be on there. That music video? Dude, my fr- my family friend, the Glass Castle, who we always stay at, mm-hmm. she had a dance to it and wake me. I still know it. I know the choreo. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, 
What a yeah, time to be alive. So whatever. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, read what our community is grateful oh, for. Right. Because that's fun. I'd like to see that. Okay, yeah. We're grateful for them. We're very – stop screaming into the microphone, Mano. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. I have a voice again. I haven't had a voice for two weeks. Ooh, cute. We got so many. Okay, okay. someone said, having the chance to heal and grow in the most challenging moment of my life. Mm, That's very special friend. and very, very sweet. How good cool that we always have the opportunity to grow. Totally. And take another step. Totally. Someone said, my health, my parents, and my quiet little home – Mm. I love a quiet home. I love a home. quiet little home. Yeah. Oh, someone That's said cool. Meadow and Gabby. We're evil for you. Thank you. That's nice. Thanks for giving us those benefits. <laughs> someone said good fucking food. Feel you. Period. My regularly or me regularly going to sleep at 21 is what, 10? Bitch. This don't person's ask me. not from here. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Aaron does 9 military time. Yeah. Because I always remember 18 is 6, 17, yeah, 9.30. Me regularly going to sleep at 9.30. Being able, we did me not being able to go to sleep at 21.30. <laughs> <laughs> no. Being able to support myself and explore who I am in my mid-20s in a new city. Ooh. That's huge. Fun. Very Giving real. myself the time to do nothing and not feel guilty for it. Big round of applause. We still learn that. Yeah, that's a huge round of applause. Everyone can take a mm -hmm. lesson out of your book. The same person said, recently coming to the realization that I'm not defined by my nine to five. Period. Love this. She said, orgasms and coffee. Iced coffee. New merch. New TMV merch. Orgasms, orgasms and coffee. and iced coffee. Yeah, love it. Wow. Reflecting on how much I've grown and continuing to honor myself and love myself first. Hell yeah. I literally, going That's back to orgasms and coffee, we need to put that on a fucking sweatshirt. No, let's put it on a t-shirt. We'll DM like you to get your approval. Approval? you gave us this idea. <laughs> that's so our brand. It's not <laughs> even funny. That's great. Thank you for branding us better than we have in the last two years of us trying to do this. Um, yeah, literally. Having my, the best friends of my life thus far at 24. Same, but I'm 30. Love. Relentlessly pursuing a career in New York for a year. I accepted an offer and moved here in October. Congratulations. Wow. Cool. Gabby and I really like the soup at Pasties. Oh, the French onion soup and the escargot? Yeah. yeah. Love. Or yeah, I said mussels. I meant escargot. Mussels are good there too. Being able to call a house a home and having a safe space to express my feelings. Dude, Maslow's hierarchy, baby. There's nothing more important. Love it. That a home base you can relax into. They also said, also grateful for the pod. Ah! Thank you. We're grateful, grateful for you for listening. Facts. Grateful for good books, escapism, and yummy foods. Period. Love those. Grateful. They all serve their time. They do. Grateful that I get to be loved and love. Mm, same. Grateful for my kitties. Aw. Love it. There's nothing like having a pet for your mental health. I swear. Mm-hmm. I was literally holding Mahal say, mm -hmm, every single morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> every mm -hmm. single – she sleeps like under my knees. Like she'll tuck behind my knees. And then every morning I wake up and I open the blankets. I go, Mahal. And she crawls up and we like hold each other like this. And Aaron came to kiss me goodbye in the morning. And he, <laughs> he opens the door and both of us should go – we're both just like <laughs> curled up together. And he was like, you guys are ridiculous. And I'm like, it's, it's my favorite time of day. It probably just like, like gives Aaron a very specific serotonin boost to see that yeah. every morning. That's really sweet. Yeah. Okay. 
Two more. Grateful that I have the opportunity to go to school to learn a trade, even if it's hard. Mm, yeah. That's awesome. I was grateful for that experience too. And then the last one, my friend family. Love that. I, my friend family. Friends and family. I like I thought No, okay, like friend family. Like the family that they've made friend up of their fam- friends. Got it. I need another. That's what I'm thinking. I thought their friend's name was family. I was confused. Like I, my brain buffered. How did you get there? There were so many options. Like it could have been. It could. Now we're fighting. It could have (laughs) been my friend's family. My name's Metalurk. Like someone could be named anything in my book. I just, I just heard it a wrong way, and my brain buffered for a second. Sorry if your name's family. I didn't mean offense. Anyway, we're grateful for all of you. Grateful for you guys. Thank you for being here. Grateful to have the opportunity and knowledge to look into research and realize we've been doing gratitude wrong the whole time. No, we haven't. Stop saying that. We haven't been doing it wrong. It's funny. I'm going to name the title that. I know you are. (laughs) Click SEO bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love you. This was fun. I love you. I'm grateful for you all. I'm grateful for you all. I just stuttered. Grateful for you all. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your bitch ass dog, even though I pretend not to be. <laughs> I know. And I'm grateful for your tourist. Grateful for your man fight. Oh, ditto, ditto, ditto. Because then I feel like I'm with together. you when I'm not. Oh, I know you someone's are. got you, have you exact same role in my life. It's so true. <laughs> I wish I wish we were together for Thanksgiving, but let's make Me a too. point to make December really fucking fun. Well, we already know one thing we're doing in December. She forgot we were talking about it yesterday. We made a group chat about it. What? What the fuck have you been begging me to do with you for a weekend? Oh, oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm there. We got it. I'm like Uh awake, but not on. I'm not, you know, I know what we're doing. I'm very excited for about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, Nadine. Gotcha.